Yo, yo, what's going on, Bazooka Bro? It's your boy, Jerry, the TR Expert Washington. Here at Gentle Fitness Company Studio, it is November 9th, 2020, Monday evening. And I'm feeling pretty good today. You know, I'm a little well-rested. We had a really nice weekend. Got a chance to hang out outside. I was hanging out with my son. We were playing some uh, some Duck Duck Goose with, some, with his, with his uh, mom and his uh, mom's family. Had a good time, like kind of picnicking and having fun out in State College, and uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling good, feeling feeling real good. We got a, 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 a I was gonna say we got a new elected president, but not yet. Apparently, we went back on the the election, and uh, we are you know projecting again. So uh, you know, someday soon we'll have an official result. In the meantime, though, I want to actually talk about that because uh, you know. <laughs> There's got to be a winner and there's got to be a loser, right, in this particular uh, competition, this uh, election. And there's always winners and there's always losers, whether it's an election or a competition or in life, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And today I wanted to talk about why it's important to know how to lose, not not losing, because you're going to lose and you probably should lose a lot. So we're going to be talking about how to lose and why you should lose a lot in today's episode. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but believe me, I'm going to give you this short little little uh, preview. The biggest winners are also the biggest losers. Oh, yeah. I, that actually should have been the thing. I guess I could still use that. Yeah, why not? That is going to be the title of this podcast. The biggest lo- winners are also the biggest losers. Episode number 491. Lego! <laughs> oh, man, so this weekend, uh, we had to switch up. Last week, or on Thursday or Friday... They had officially announced Joe Biden as the winner, and I think I said that he was officially elected. And I think he was officially elected, but however, they flipped it back <laughs> this weekend. They said he's officially the projected winner. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I do know that there's some complications, I guess, because uh, his opponent, Donald Trump, wants uh, to, you know, he wants a few lawsuits, he wants a few recounts, he wants a few votes to not count. Essentially, it sounds like he wants to do the election over. Uh, so I wanted to talk about that today, because I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, it's like, um, it just reminds me of the fact that uh, it, it, Donald Trump is not like many other people. You know, I mean, he, he definitely is a very popular person. He did a great job marketing himself. himself. However, um, he's not really good at losing. You know, <laughs> he's not really good at losing. 
And I really think that people that are winners are also the best losers. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. You know, I think that for, first of all, because, you know, I see this, you know, I'm raising my, I'm helping to raise my son. You know, he lives a few hours away. So I see him uh, once a week. But, you know, we learn little lessons. You know, you know, when you're five, you have a lot to learn. So we have little lessons that we pretty much take away from every weekend or whatnot. And uh, we kind of learned today or we learned this weekend uh, that it's important to, uh, you know, learn to lose, you know, learn how to be a good loser, you know, because uh, losing builds character, you know, and um, <laughs> I actually told that to my son and he's like, well, well, what's character? And I had to tell him, you know, it's, it's what you build, it's what you build up through, through hardships, you know, it's like something that makes you, you. Yeah, and I kind of told him this, like, you know, that's what makes you uh, realize who you are through challenges, you know, obviously, I said it, I said it a little differently here, but you know, it's essentially what it is. I had to tell you, you know, in the five-year-old sense is essentially you want to challenge yourself so you can be, uh, so you can find out who you are and so you can know what, what you can do to what you can do and what you can't do. Uh, but for us, you know, we've kind of already done that. So uh, I kind of look at it as like in the sense that we, we, we need hardships, you know, a lot of people try to avoid hardships and I get it because nobody wants to be uncomfortable. Nobody wants to live in their car. No, nobody wants to be uh, uh, living day to day and not really having anything to eat. Nobody wants hardships. Nobody wants to take those cold showers that you're supposed to take to make it, to boost your immunity. Nobody wants to do that stuff. And I understand because, you know, hardships are hard. <laughs> They're not easy. But if you really, if you really think about it without a hardship, you're kind of like not existing. You just, you have no actual character. You know, you don't have a real identity, no way of telling who you really are, right? Like I was saying to my son, you know, like you got to challenge yourself so you can know exactly what you can and can't do. You have to know what your capabilities are. Otherwise, you're just floating through life. So to kind of give you, you know, I'm kind of going to get into something here uh, just for a few moments. But I just think about it. It's like you have to have hardships. You have to be able to learn how to lose otherwise you get really resentful you know uh, and, I, and I was thinking about this before I recorded and I was thinking about the story of Cain and Abel and that's kind of the it's kind of it's got a it's a lot packed into that story and there's a lot of metaphors in that story and there's a lot of lessons you can take from I literally think it's probably like I think it's maybe 300 words long that whole story about Cain and Abel it's really short it's one paragraph, in fact. It's not even like one whole chapter. It's like, it's not even a chapter, you know? Like, you know, you have chapters in the Bible and verses. It's one paragraph. So it's, it's a verse. So it's like, oh, okay. It's not a long story, but there's so many inter- interpretations, so many metaphors, so many uh, mirrors to the human, to way the way humans actually live their lives. So... I think about it, it's it's really, it mirrors the way we live as humans on a daily basis, even though it was like over 2,000 years ago this supposedly happened, we find that it echoes the human paradigm as essentially what we are as human beings in our characteristics, so... Uh, just kind of give you a little breakdown of the story, a little short one, because I know a lot of people are pretty familiar with it, plus I've talked about it many times, so... Uh, 
as I said, I'll try to keep it short. But, you know, there's plenty of metaphors that I said. And, you know, one of them is that Cain was a farmer and Abel was a, a shepherd. Now, you're probably, you're probably not thinking about it in the sense of 2,000 years ago, because I know when I first, always used to read that story, I used to think about, you know, shepherds now. You know, run around with, you know, got their ranch and their stuff and their, you know, their barbed wire and all that stuff. But back in the day, I mean, back 2,000 years ago before, like, guns were invented, essentially a shepherd was out there defending his sheep with, like, a rock and a stick, pretty much. You know, like, David, that King David, he's slain Goliath with a slingshot. So I can't imagine that they really had, like, really advanced weapons for for wolves. I'm pretty sure they had like maybe broad swords and stuff like that, but I, I could imagine that, you know, they weren't really technolo- technologically advanced. So like those heavier swords were heavy. So you probably couldn't be walking around all day with that heavy sword trying to guard your sheep, you know? And plus, if you did have to make a sudden attack, it would be too heavy and they, the, the wolf would probably end up eating your sheep before you could execute your, your attack completely. So, a shepherd was a very brave person in the time. And a farmer, well, a farmer is a farmer. A farmer now is like a little bit different. But you think about it. A farmer essentially is the epitome of someone who reaps what he sows. So that's the story of Cain and Abel. Now, to give you a little bit more of a background here, you know, uh, you know Cain, he always gave a good sacrifice to God. Or excuse me. <laughs> let, me let me switch that. Abel, he always gave a, a good sacrifice to God. And it was unclear from the story. You know, we didn't really, it, did, it wasn't really, it wasn't purposefully put out there. It wasn't consciously put in in the story. It wasn't exactly said, said that Cain's uh, sacrifices were bad sacrifices. But it did say in the story that uh, Cain's sacrifices did not please God. So essentially, again, he reaped what he sowed. And, you know, the metaphor is, is that he was reaping what he sowed and apparently he wasn't putting enough effort into his sacrifices. So he wasn't getting uh, anything back, whereas his brother Abel seemed to be blessed by from all realms, you know. So you could th- you could think about that, you know, that like think about you. You have a brother or a sibling and they are blessed beyond belief. Meanwhile, you're toiling away, you're working hard, and you aren't getting the same blessings. Now, again, it doesn't say in the story whether Cain actually was not giving uh, an adequate sacrifice, but it did say that God wasn't pleased with his sacrifice. So it could mean that, you know, God just wasn't pleased with Cain in general, that just Cain was just not someone that ple- that that God was pleased with in general, you know, and that could happen too. That does happen in life. You know, you could, (laughs) you could try your hardest and you could be doing what seems to be everything right. However, if, you know, I mean, well, there is no, however, it's essentially, you could be doing everything right. However, you could still not get the results that you want because there's we're not infinite beings we're not high, we're not 
of uh, of infinite intelligence. You know, we only have a limited intelligence. You know, the highest intelligence is something like 180, maybe 200. I don't know, maybe 220 is the highest intelligence. But either way, I'm pretty sure, like on the grand scale of things, uh, it's uh, intelligence is an infinite. You know, so if you think about it, uh, we're on 220, and the number is infinite, meaning that it goes higher than a thousand. <laughs> we are really lacking. So we don't know a lot. I mean, I said this last week, but if we did know everything, we would never die because we would figure out a way to live forever. You know, we'd figure out a way to harness the energy from stars or harness the energy from the earth to replenish our body all the time. So we're not perfect, but we also have to think about uh, even in our imperfection, we have to have goals. Uh, We have to have ideals. So you think about it like Cain was jealous now. Cain was jealous of his brother Abel that just kept getting all these blessings. And we don't, I mean, like I said, we don't know from the story whether uh, they were deserved or not. And, and, and Cain, we don't know if his, if his punishment, so to speak, was deserved or not. But what we do know is that he ended up killing his brother. And why? Well, I kind of just answered this before. His brother represented kind of perfection, or an ideal in this in this situation, and instead of facing the uh, uh, the fact that he wasn't living up to the ideal, you know, he wasn't living up to uh, what God's ideal was, he decided to just rid himself of the ideal altogether, and he slain his brother Cain, or he slain his brother Abel. He he destroyed the ideal, and instead of facing the ideal, he decided that you know, the, the ideal doesn't need to exist. And that's very similar to, you know, what happened, what's been going on this weekend with the, you know, vote, voter recounts or whatnot. Instead of facing the fact that, you know, he, he, maybe he would have did, Trump would have did better if he didn't go and try to, you know, rig the election beforehand. And, you know, say what you say, might say, say what you want about, like, you know, the votes or whatnot. Uh, you know, there was a lot of people that supported Donald Trump that at the end of the day didn't because, they didn't really like the way he was playing the game. They could see the, almost the writing on the wall that he was looking at like he was losing steam. Even before the election, he looked like he was kind of losing steam. And so, you know, people looked at that and they said, yeah, maybe that's not the guy we want to be uh, running us for the next four years. You know, instead of like staying the course and being confident in the fact that he would win, he tried to rig the election. And, you know, that that puts a little something in people's subconscious, you know, whether you want want to admit it or not. If somebody that you trust is trying to pull something so that they can ensure that they win a contest, you might not believe in that person because, you know, obviously, subconsciously, we understand that that person doesn't believe in themselves enough to think that they're going to win, you know, righteously, so to speak. So, I mean, if you don't want to, if you don't want to end up, you know, being someone that's bitter and resentful and doesn't get anything that they want from their life, you know, you got to learn how to lose and do it as early as you can, you know. Otherwise, as I said, you end up destroying your ideals simply because you can't face them. And I understand why you do it. Like I said, you know, nobody wants to be facing those ideals. You don't want to be banging your head up against the thing that's taunting you. So, you know, most people, they end up just changing their goals. But really what they should be doing is changing their strategy. 
you know, face those, face those goals, face those, those fears, face those things that are uh, causing you apprehension and find out what it is about it that is making you feel some type of way and then conquer it. That's what life's all about. That's how we build character. That's how we become, you know, the people we are. That's how you find out who you really are. You know, if you don't want to be what they call an MPC, you know, in the in the the, the millennials these these days, they call uh, people that really pretty much espouse the same ideas, don't really have a, a general uh, character of their own. They call them NPCs or non-playable or non-player characters. And people know these, you know, there's a reason why people say this is a reason why that's a saying, because there's people that exist like that, that really don't seem to have their own ideas. They kind of just say the same thing or the same rhetoric over and over again. So if you want to don't want to be someone like that, someone that just ends up, uh, you know, kind of spitting out the same thing, same excuses, you know, pretty much saying the same thing about life and not really having any, any experience outside of know what you maybe experienced when you were 16 years old the last time you might have challenged yourself i don't know what to tell you you know you're not living a full and complete life you're not you're not living a fulfilled life i mean maybe you might be happy but i mean there's so much more to the world than just existing i really i really believe that and i i think a lot of people that listen to this podcast also believe the same thing so you got to lift a load, you know, challenge yourself, learn to learn to change your strategy rather than just simply giving up and changing the whole the whole game plan, you know? And to, you know, when life doesn't go your way, you really will feel a lot better being someone that faced a challenge, maybe not even like, you know, maybe not even necessarily conquered the challenge, but facing the challenge in itself is something that could really make you feel like you've put some effort into affecting your own life. And that's important. I mean, to feel like you have an effect on your own life, to feel like you have control over your own life, rather than leaving it up to some kind of, you know, some kind of uh, outside deity or, you know, leaving it to, you know, some kind of outside force that is tempting you to uh, not do what you want, you know, what you feel like you need to do to improve, you know, that's, that's a real, that's a real thing. That's really what makes people happy in life. You know, that's really what makes people fulfilled. Otherwise you're just living the same, you know, what is it? Routine, you know, and routines are good. I mean, I have a routine too, but at the same time within that routine, there's different, different elements that improve or uh, at least affect my life and in different ways, you know, on a daily basis, I'm always doing something different within that routine. So I don't let, you know, I mean, I don't let temptation, I try not to, at least I can't say I don't, otherwise I would be perfect, right? But I try not to let temptation, you know, at my front door and let it try to tempt me into doing things that are outside of what can help me become a better person. I don't like, I don't want to let temptation just you know, distract me from my goals and distract me from setting up a game plan because it's tempting. You know, if you if you are uh, losing and you you don't understand why, it's tempting to just give up. But you know, there's there's something to be said about. You know, I mean, that's really what we we value in this culture. It's what we value, I think, uh, as as humans. We value those people that can slay the dragon. We value those people that can take chaos 
and create order from that chaos. Conversely, we also value those people that can take order and create chaos, but we value them for different ways because we hope that they can take that chaos and turn it back into order. Uh, so, you know, that's somebody like Elon Musk. You know, he's de- definitely taken uh, order. He's taken, you know, you know, systems that we've had in place, put them in chaos and put them back into order. You know, with the, the Uber, he had some issues with the Uber and, you know, at first and he took that chaos and he, you know, he took the order. He put it into a kind of a chaotic company that you know everybody loved, but it wasn't really working the way we'd like it at first. And he put it together. And now Uber is one of the, you know, like who would have thought? 10 years ago, that the biggest gift that you can give to somebody, I mean, obviously not right now. No, most people aren't really riding Uber because, you know, people are scared to ride with strangers uh, for COVID. But, uh, you know, I mean, when we're when this COVID thing is over and before COVID even started, you know, it was one of the biggest one of the biggest inventions, more or less, you know, like who would have thought that you would have just put your kids in an Uber, you know, you put your kids in a, uh, you know, a stranger's car and trust them to bring them back to your house, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, that's definitely something that we just never thought could happen, uh, that happened because someone went out into the, you know, conquered the dragon of chaos and turned it into order and turned that order back into chaos and conquered it and turned it back into order again. So that's really what we value as humans, you know, is just if somebody that can take order, that can take a challenge, uh, make something of it and create something even better out of it. That's what we value 100 percent. We don't really I mean, we don't have any feelings about people that just kind of live their lives, which is almost like purgatory, which is maybe even worse than like living a terrible life, because at least if you live a terrible life, people will pay attention to you and maybe you might get some help. If you're not if you're not seen, you're not heard and you're not getting help. So anyways, that does it for my day. I really do hope you're having a good one. That is uh, the beginning of this week. I plan on recording every day this week. We'll see how it goes down next week. I'm going to be out for a little bit. I think it's going to be next week. No, nope, not next week. The following week. <laughs> Thanksgiving's coming up soon. I almost forgot when it was. But in two weeks, I'll be taking some time off for Thanksgiving just to hang out with the family and stuff like that. I might, you know, I'll see what I can do. I have a computer this time, so maybe I'll try to uh, see if I can record some stuff and put it together. But in the meantime, you still get two more weeks straight of me, so enjoy it. You know, if you are uh, interested in listening to more episodes, I have... You know, 490 in the back burner, so you are not in the back burner, but on the on the back catalog. So feel free to listen to those again. You know, you. Uh, oh, one thing I forgot to mention. You know, um, I listen to my podcast too sometimes, and I know that if you're listening on Apple Music, which I noticed that a lot of people are, because uh, I can see the stats. But if you're listening on Apple Music, uh, change the settings to where it goes. Uh, oldest first if you want to hear like the older podcast because some people were telling me about that they're like uh i only it keeps going backwards so on apple music there's like a setting i think in the top right hand corner uh you can click on those like those three dots or something like that i can't remember exactly what it is but there's a setting where you can uh, change it to where instead of listening to the newest ones first you can listen to the oldest ones. so you can kind of go back in time listen to my very first podcast episodes listen to how <laughs> listen to how uh, green I am and you can kind of witness the evolution of the podcast. I would really appreciate if you'd uh, maybe leave a review or uh, at least a rating after you listen to that. All right. So I'll check you later. I really do hope you're having a good one whenever you're listening to this. And as always, 
Keep good company. 